0: This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad about it. Good morning, K Chapel. We greet you. In the marvelous and matchless name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. We're coming to you live from the sanctuary right here at K Chapel. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Thank God for another day's journey. Amen. The praise team is here. The band is here. Deacon Hartfield is here. There's some other folk here. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But before we do, why don't we just give God the praise that is due his name? Does anybody know he's worthy this morning? Does anybody know God is great and greatly to be praised? All our praise belongs to him right now. Come on, let's lift him up. We're glad. Yes, we're glad to be in the house of prayer one more time. Come on and lift him up in your sanctuary.
1: Oh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Here we go, y'all. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. Here we go. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. The highest, get the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, are you are holy. Lord we exalt Lord, your we name. Exalt
2: your Say name. that
1: again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get the highest you praise. It's pray yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even though we're in the midst of a pandemic, you're still good. You're still God. You're still on the throne. No matter what folks say, no matter what they do, I'm glad. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 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 Simple song says, all my praise (laughs) belongs to you. No one else deserves it. No one else deserves the praise but you, God. You're an awesome God. You're an incredible God. And we came to give you our best praise this morning. Simple song says, awesome God, Mighty deliverer. Mighty
2: deliverer. You are my strength. You are my
1: strength. Incredible God. Incredible God you are.
3: You're my protector.
1: You're my protector. And my defense. And my defense. Every, day you're great. Every day your grace. Your mercy endureth. Your mercy endureth. I my love. I worship you so I worship you Oh all my praise All my praise belongs to, you. belongs to you Yes all my
2: praise belongs to you all my praise belongs to you Oh God
1: Say that again all my praise Does. All my praise belongs to you. All my praise he belongs
2: to oh God. you. Oh God,
1: awesome God.
2: Awesome God, you are.
1: You're my right You are my strength. Incredible God. protector, my protector and my Every day your grace. Every day
2: your grace is renewed. Your I live just to prove
1: my love to you. So I worship. So I worship you. This is my part.
3: which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one in thou father are in me and I in them that they also may be one in us that the word may achieve that thou has sent me God's word for God's people most gracious heavenly father it is again that we come Petition in the throne place. We thank you for another day, Lord. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of uncertainty, we know that you are the one that controls all things and knows all things, Lord. And we believe that you will prevail in this academic that we are going through. Lord, bless those leaders that are making decisions that's going to affect all of us, Lord. We know that you will give them the wisdom. That's We just pray for them as they do what they are destined to do. Lord, right now, bless those that are sick. Bless those that are shut in as we all are, Lord, and following the rules of our leaders. That we may be safe, and we may make sure that we don't do anything that's going to jeopardize anyone's health. Lord, that those that are in the hospitals, those that are in the nursing homes, Lord, be with them. Comfort them, Lord, and just let them realize that you are still God and you are in control of all of these things that we don't understand. Lord, with you just comforting us as we walk day by day, bless them. Lord, right now, bless our pastor in his infinite wisdom that he may be able to lead his flock. Lord, and he's doing a very good job, and we thank you for that. Lord, right now, just bless those that are bereaved and that have lost loved ones. Just be with them and comfort them in their time of bereavement. Lord, we ask that you would touch our leaders in our government, city, state, and our nation. Lord, just be with them. Lord, humble them that they may see that that their children are in dire stress. Lord, just help them to do the things and say the things that's going to be comforting for us. Uh, Lord, right now we just ask all of these things in your son, Jesus Christ's name and for
0: his sakes amen 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 let the church say amen listen we got church going on right here and church ought to be happening in your home right now amen it's been a moment since we've been able to come here together live and and stretch out in a live service i don't know about you but i felt that that and my praise belongs to the Lord. Amen. So good to see your faces on this morning and to be with you this morning and to be with you beloved right where you are. We're going to get ready now to give in this our offering. We pray that uh, you have the opportunity now to give by by ways and by means of electronic uh, giving. Uh, You can do so through our app. You can also do so by texting the number that is on your screen. Always you can drop your tithes off here at the office. However you give, Whenever you give, we simply ask that you do so regularly, liberally, and cheerfully, because the Bible is true. God still loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. And I hope you feel like praising him through your gifts. I hope you feel like praising him in song right now. Because I believe this prayer team feels like praising him as well. Come on, Cole. come on, praise him. I feel like anybody feel like, I feel, like
2: I feel like
1: praising him.
3: We are at home. Lord, just help us to just pray for one another that we may be safe and our families be safe. Lord, we ask all of these blessings in your son Jesus Christ's name and for his sake.
0: Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I know that we have been away from each other for a long time now. Amen. We're doing the best that we can to uh, communicate with each other to stay in touch with each other to see each other virtually and online and and any number of ways I got mothers who are facetiming and and deacons who are text messaging and and in Instagram and what else they doing now they're they doing all kind of things Zooming, and zoom, zoom and yeah yeah but one of what they look the virtual Bible study is zooming and I went on the other week and I saw folk didn't know they had all these gadgets amen and you better not say nothing now. They'll zoom on you and get on and, and everything. So we thank God for that. But listen, we've got, we've got somebody with me this morning. With me this morning, you don't, you don't have to wonder. You don't have to worry. She is well. My wife, the first lady of the church, is here this morning. Lucretia, come on down and greet the people. Amen, 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 amen. Good morning.
4: Good morning. And thank you all for joining us in worshiping with Kay today it is my joy to be here with you we praise him for keeping us connected while we get practice social distancing we worship and adore our lord for he is mighty we hope in him for strength to endure for the power to press on in his name for he said my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made um, perfect in weakness our prayer my prayer for you is that you will remain healthy and faithful that today's service will strengthen you to do his will as you reach out to others offering encouragement and assistance be strong in the lord and in the power of his might bless you
0: thank you first lady Amen. Thank you for being here this morning. Amen. Amen. We've been, you all I've been asking me the first lady, all right, first lady, fine. Amen. First lady, fine. And I'm glad she could be with us on this morning. We've got some announcements this morning. Amen. Let, let's let's have our announcements.
5: Good morning, Kate Chapel. This is the final week of Virtual BBS and you don't want to miss it. Be sure to join our preschool class on Monday at 6.30 p.m. Our primary and junior class on Tuesday at six followed by our team class at 7 and our adult class will take place on Wednesday at 7 p.m. K-Chapel, let's get connected! Beginning on July 1st, we will kick off K-Virtual Community Groups. These groups provide members the space to check in with one another, be encouraged, share information, and find a community while we're not meeting in person at our physical location. Check out the K-Chapel app or the K-UPS page for information on the groups available, meeting schedule, and much more. We look forward to connecting with you. Get ready, K Chapel, for celebration 13 anniversary weekend, honoring Reverend Reginald M. Buckley. On Saturday, July the 25th, join us for our heart-to-heart celebration of love, featuring the motorcade. That's right, the motorcade. This fun-filled family activity will allow each of us to celebrate in a drive-by parade where we will greet our pastor and his family on the grounds of the K-Chapel Church. Decorate your cars and trucks, hump your horns, and join the fun. We'll be given the opportunity to drop off your $50 per person love offering as a token of appreciation for Reverend Buckley. I know you don't have to get ready for that, Kate Chapel, because we stay ready to show our love for our pastor and the first family. So we'll see you at the Celebration 13th Anniversary Weekend on July the 25th, and then join us for a very special anniversary worship service on Sunday, July the 26th at 11 a.m. Tune in via Facebook, YouTube, and the Kate Chapel app. Don't miss this grand opportunity to show your love for our extraordinary servant of God, who is indeed rooted and grounded in love. So we'll see you at the Motorcade, a heart-to-heart celebration of love. Contact your ministry leader for details or call 601-366-5463 for participation information. If you've got ministry news to share, you know it's to Chapel. Just be sure to get your information in by noon on Tuesday of each week.
0: Because he is worthy to be praised in and through all things. God is worthy to be praised. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. but God, you're just a good God. Anybody know he's a good God? He's a good God. He's a great God. Yes. He's a mighty God. There is none like our God and we glorify him on this morning. What a marvelous day we have and thankful to be in the house of prayer one more time and thankful that you are able to join us in this experience of worship and praise. As has been noted, uh, our scripture reading from the book of John, John chapter 17, verses 20 and 21, I want to also ask that you consider a portion of scripture found in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter number 2. Philippians chapter number two and I want to begin reading at the second verse these verse these words you will find recorded if there be therefore any consolation in Christ if any comfort of love if any fellowship of the spirit if any bowels and mercies fulfill ye my joy that ye may be like-minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. I want to talk from the subject this morning a prayer for unity. A prayer for unity. If you are in the state of Mississippi, or if you have been following us from wherever you reside, a great step was taken yesterday by our Mississippi legislature to finally remove and eventually replace the Confederate themed state flag. This battle for a more unifying banner that would make all Mississippians proud has been long and arduous indeed. But it appears that we are finally ready to turn this page in our history and begin writing a new narrative. Governor Reeves has indicated that he would not veto a bill that got to his desk. And he also made an insightful statement that I want to use as a springboard into today's sermon. His statement is as follows. Legislature has been deadlocked for days as it considers a new state flag. The argument over the 1894 flag has become as divisive as the flag itself and it's time to end it. If they send me a bill this weekend, I will sign it. He continues, We should not be under, the, uh, any, under any illusion that a vote in the Capitol is the end of what must be done job before us is to bring the state together and I intend to work night and day to do it. It will be harder than recovering from tornadoes, harder than historic floods, harder than agency corruption or prison riots or the coming hurricane season, even harder than battling the coronavirus. For economic prosperity and for a better future for my kids and yours, we must find a way To come together, to heal our wounds, to forgive, to resolve that the page has been turned to trust each other. With God's help, we can. Now, I believe the governor's words to be correct. It would be an illusion to think that one vote to bring down one flag would be the end of what must be done. A vote to retire and replace the state flag is not the end. In order to see a new Mississippi bringing down the flag should be seen as an important symbolic gesture with much left to do. Turning the page for Mississippi will mean turning the policies, turning the laws, turning the systems and the structures that are the fruit of what the flag has represented since 1894. I pray that this work is the work that the governor and, governor and state legislators lean into. But where I disagree with the governor is when he said that bringing the state together is harder than recovering from natural disasters or harder than historic floods, harder than agency corruption or prison riots, harder than battling coronavirus. I would argue that bringing the people of the state of Mississippi together is not harder than those things, but in fact are those things. Unifying the state is a result of how we handle these issues. Unity is not some feeling that one gets from sweet sentiments or solemn celebrations, but unity is the result of meaningful actions and tangible results. When people see that the resources for recovery for, for natural disasters are equitably distributed. When people see prison reform take place that begins to dismantle the mass incarceration complex. When people see that those who steal and mismanage public funds don't get away with it. When people see that testing for COVID-19 is happening in unrestricted ways in communities that need it most. All of those things work together to create unity. In other words, unity is the result of real work. When school children in the Mississippi Delta are not overlooked because of the digital divide, and companies like CSpire and AT&T and all of the other mobile carriers forget about profits long enough to make sure internet access and devices are available for every Mississippi student to do his or her classwork this upcoming year. That's unity. When school districts are funded at equal rates regardless of their zip codes allowing for science labs and art departments to be fully resourced and buildings to be updated and maintained, that's unifying work and that's the kind of work that goes beyond symbolic gestures and sentimental statements to real policies that reflect an ethic that does not favor one over the other but sees the inherent value of everyone and every community. That's why Paul writes in our text, verse 2 If, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels, and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love being of one accord of one mind. In other words, Paul is saying, listen, issuing statements that you condemn racism in good is good, participating in demonstrations and protests are fine publicly announcing the reversal on previously held positions in grace is great, but if your faith is real. And if your interest for mercy is authentic, then Paul says there's much more than much more deep tissue work involved. That includes being like-minded, having the same love, and being of one accord. And that is hard work. So while I'm happy to see us on the precipice of bringing down the flag, I am also hopeful that the deep tissue work of unity begins. That is the prayer of Jesus in the text that Deacon Hartfield read earlier. As the hour of Jesus' crucifixion is upon him, before facing the cruelty of the cross, Jesus prays first for himself. He then prays for his disciples. And finally he prays for all who would become believers, you and me. And it's the third part of this prayer that calls our attention this morning as he prays for unity. Listen to it again. That they may be one as we are one. The work of oneness, the work of unity, is indeed a challenging endeavor for mankind. And I'm not talking about just now as a state, but I'm talking about unity in your relationships, unity in your workplace, unity in your home unity in ministry that can be a hard challenging work so challenging in fact that unity remains oftentimes an elusive idea for most who have settled only for coexistence coexistence my brothers and sisters can be accomplished as easily as creating borders barriers and boundaries that identify mine and yours in other words this is mine this is yours this is your lane this is my lane you stay in yours I stay in mine and we'll be all right wish I had a witness in here You stay on your side and don't infringe or encroach upon my side i stay on mine and i won't infringe or encroach upon your side and we will be good neighbors and coexist that's coexistence that's not unity jesus requires of us a higher level of relationship unity not affiliation unity not association unity not coexistence unity not connection unity not getting along with each other or just putting up with one another but unity and he points to his relationship with God as the model relationship for us to follow in our own interactions with one another listen to him again that they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us How do you bring people together folk who come from different backgrounds and make them one how how do you bring people together who have different motives and different ideas and different agendas even different intentions how do you bring people together who have different Interests and different perspectives and different understandings and different experiences? How do you bring people together who have different thought patterns and different ways of doing things and and everything about them is... How do you bring 12 people who come from different parts and different walks of life and different educational experiences and tell them, take up your cross and follow me and make them all one? Jesus did it made them one and he prayed for them as he prays for us. Lord make them one as we are one in you. Unity then requires, first of all, if there's going to be unity in your house, unity on your work, in your workplace, unity in your relationship, unity in your marriage, if there's going to be unity in your ministry, first of all there must be first, write it down, the surrender of self. There it is. Write it down. I know you're getting out of the practice of writing stuff down. I'm going to give you time. Write it down. The surrender of self. Right there. And right there, to the surrender of self, you can already see why unity is such hard work because it requires giving up something of yourself and some of your stuff. And who wants to do that? I mean, by nature. By nature, we don't want to admit it, but by nature, we're selfish creatures. Yes, we are. Yes, we, you might as well say amen. We're here together now. I'm going to need y'all to talk back to me. We, we're selfish creatures. We want what we want. We want what's ours. And if I can get yours without it being crime, I'll take that too. But unity begins with the giving of self. Selfish idea, selfish motive, selfish ambition, selfish desire, selfish intentions. You see this in the life of Christ as he surrenders his will to that of the Father. He says in that lonely hour praying in the garden of the Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from my lips. In other words, it is not my desire to go out like this, my idea for saving humanity does not include this kind of personal injury. If it's possible, let it happen a different way. Nevertheless, Jesus says, not what I want, but what you want. Thy will be done. Jesus surrenders himself and his will to that of the heavenly father. And when it comes to human interactions, mutual surrender and submission is the formula for unity mutual submission and surrender is the formula for unity mutual surrender and submission is the formula for unity what do you mean preacher you can't have it your way all the time sometimes you've got to give up what you want to do and let it go another way a different way and see how God will use that moment and that person to do something that you never thought could be done that's unity that's unity listen to the text again in verse 3 let nothing be done in through strife or vainglory but in loneliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others paul says listen if you're going to be united then people, first of all, cannot be concerned only for themselves. You cannot have your personal promotion as your primary agenda. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. In other words, don't make it about you. Don't have advancement as your aim. Because when all you're looking at is your advancement, when all you're looking at is getting done what you want to get done, you will walk over and injure people in the process. You will take advantage of people. You will overlook people. You will not see the good in people. But rather, in humility the text says, consider one another over the interests of self. Consider one another. Consider somebody else's feelings. Consider somebody else's thoughts. Consider somebody else's value to the process. Consider somebody else's vision. Consider somebody else's way of doing things. If you really want unity. When you take yourself from the center and begin to see the welfare of others the well-being of others the the health care of others the education of others the living condition of others as your primary concern the reality and the plight of others as your concern you will actually live life differently unity begins with the recognition and, and with the recognition of and concern for others listen to it let nothing be done through strife or vainglory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves verse 4 look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others unity happens watch this listen unity happens when we care about each other's conditions when i care about what you're going through that's when unity happens When, when 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 I'm actually concerned about the issue in your life, that's when unity happens. When I'm not just asking how you're doing, but I'm actually concerned about how you're doing, that's when unity happens. Secondly, unity requires, secondly, the resignation of personal privilege. The resignation of personal privilege. Verse five, I'm not making it up, it's in the text. Verse five says, "'Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God and verse 7 picks up saying but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. I want to read that same passage from the New Living Translation. Listen to how the New Living Translation puts it. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Listen to that. Stay right there. Though he was God, he did not think it think he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Listen to that. Paul says, listen, if you're going to be unified, you've got to be willing to do what Jesus did and let go of the privileges that you have. I'm not going to get any amens right there. Jesus let go of his priestly robes and took on swaddling clothes he let it go he he let go of sitting in his heavenly throne to be laid in animals feeding trough he let go of being worshiped in heaven to being mocked on earth he let go of angels praising him to let men beat him. He let go of golden streets for dusty roads. He let go of sitting at the right hand of the Father to having no place to lay his head. He let go of his divine privileges and he did it for our sake he did it so that we could see him as being an all-sufficient savior he did it so that it could be said of him that he was tempted in all ways as are we yet without sin he let go of his privileges and if unity is the goal privileges have to be willing to be let released that's hard work because who wants to let go of their privileges some people don't only want to admit that they have privileges But hear me privileges don't mean that your life is easy it just means that you experience life differently and the difference listen the difference is the privilege I'm gonna say that again it doesn't mean that you have life easy it means that you have life different and the difference is the privilege the difference in how you are treated is the privilege. The difference in the access that you are granted is the privilege. The assumption that is made or is not made because of your skin color or your gender, that is the privilege. The biases that are acted upon that put you in a favor position to be seen not as a threat to be handled first with respect rather than suspicion, that is the privilege and only when you are willing to resign or at least reassign the privilege so that others benefit from it that then and only then are you doing the work of unity jesus let go of the privileges that he had and took on commonness. He walked with the marginalized. He talked with the outcasts. He ate with sinners and was was touched by those who were thought to be unworthy and unclean. And in doing so, in receiving their touch, being touched by them and he touching them, he shared his privileges with them. That's what Jesus meant in that prayer. Back in John 17, when he says to the father in verse 22, I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. He says I've shared with them what you've shared with me. My privileges I shared with them. I didn't keep it to myself. The power you gave me I gave to them. The authority you gave me I gave to them. The blessing you gave me I gave to them. I didn't keep it to myself but I reassigned it. The privileges that you have if there's going to be unity you've got to be willing to share the privileges with one another finally and I'm through the work of unity requires here it is the willingness to suffer the willingness to suffer I'm going to lose a hundred of y'all on this the willingness to suffer I'm not making it up it's in verse 8 verse 8 says and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. It's right there. Unity is found in and through, watch this, one's willingness to suffer and to suffer with somebody else or to suffer on the behalf of somebody else or to suffer for the call. Of somebody else. I wish y'all would talk to me. To suffer in the place of someone else. Unity is produced, watch this. Unity is produced, watch this, through the fellowship of suffering. When you have suffered with somebody and you know the pain that they feel, that creates unity. When, when you have walked in someone's shoes and, and you have felt the sting that, with which they have been stung that creates unity suddenly they don't have to explain to you what it feels like to hurt because you've shared in the fellowship of the suffering That's what Paul means later in in this epistle to the Philippian church in chapter 3 verse 10 where he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. The fellowship of his sufferings brings about identity and identification. We identify with one another when we've been through the same struggle when we've experienced the same hurt, when we've felt the same pain, when we know the same trouble, when we understand the same suffering, that shared experience brings about a fellowship, a union, a communion that allows us to gather around a common table, to share in a common meal. That's what unity really is. Unity allows us to commune to come together in this moment to share this body and this blood not just as symbolic of our union with Christ but it is symbolic of our unity with one another and my prayer is that we as a state we as a ministry but that you as an individual you as a family you as a person would do the work of unity once the meaningful gestures are made once you call the person up and say you sorry, once you get the epiphany and say i had a revelation and i see that i see it i see how you could feel that way i see how it came out that way once all of the sentiments have been expressed there comes the time to do the hard work of unity same with the state. Once the meaningful gestures are made with the retrieval of the state flag, removal of certain statues, the retraction of misguided statements, the hard work of unification then begins. It begins by being made one in Christ. Paul says this, and I'm through. Galatians 3 and 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek There is neither bond nor free There is neither male nor female For you are all one In Christ Jesus You are all one In Christ Jesus The word says if we are in Christ We don't look first at what Makes us different We recognize What makes us one make us one Lord make us one Holy Spirit make us one let your love show so the world will know that we are one one in you Mm. my God let us pray eternal God our Father how grateful how thankful we are that we are one in you through our oneness and connection with you God we pray that we would be one with one another unite our hearts where we have wanted to do things our own way express our own will Lord we pray that we would understand how to be submissive and surrender our will to one another to each other that we would live out the spirit of unity and oneness in our homes, in our marriages, in our relationships. Let us be one. On our jobs, in our community, in our work, let us be one. In our ministry, in our church, let us be one. Let the world know that we're one in you. We ask it in Jesus' name. For his sake, amen and amen. The oneness of which I speak is granted first by becoming one with Christ. If your heart has been pricked, I pray that you have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ there's several things that I'm going to ask you to do. First, I'm going to ask you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Because here's the thing, being one with one another cannot just be the work of the flesh. In other words, you can't will yourself to oneness. That has to be something that the Spirit of God is working on and with you and through you. That's why the Bible says let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus. So the first thing I want you to do is open your heart, open your, mind, open your mind to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When you do that, how you do that is as simple as praying this prayer. Won't you pray it with me? Father in the name of Jesus i open my heart to you now. Come into my life Make me your child. I surrender my heart. I surrender my way. And I surrender my will. Save me. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe he died on a cross for my sins. And I believe he rose again from the dead. And right now, I accept him as Lord and Savior in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Welcome to this new gift that you've been given. You have been made what the Bible calls a new creature. Old things have been passed away. That means that your past no longer has a present. And you ought not carry your past into your present because God has a wonderful future in store for you. What I want you to do now is call the number that's on your screen. There are counselors waiting to talk to you to give you next steps in order to know how to live out your faith and how to, be, how to grow in your faith as a new believer in God so that you would be united not only with Him but that you would be united with other brothers and sisters who will walk that faith walk with you. Call the number now. Somebody's waiting to pray with you and to give you next steps. God bless you. We're waiting to hear from you. Call now. your all surrender now surrender now they're waiting they're waiting they're waiting bless you Lord. now listen for those of you who have come to receive your communion cup this is the fourth sunday we celebrate the lord's supper on this sunday it is what we call the common meal It's what unites us as brothers and sisters. We who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we who have been baptized, we share in this bread and this wine, the symbols of his body, meaningful symbols that remind us of his sacrifice. So if you've got your cups ready, we're going to proceed with our communion. If you don't have your cup, go ahead and find a piece of bread or a cracker in your cupboard pantry or cabinet go ahead and get some grape juice or some orange juice or apple juice whatever juice you have available and consecrate it and sanctify it now as we come together for this moment of sharing in this communion now we thank you for this moment thank you that we are one thank you that you are our God and our Lord our King Father we pray now as we take of this bread and drink of this cup we would be reminded of the supreme sacrifice of your son pray, O Lord, that you would shine your light from heaven upon our souls. And whatever is in our heart that keeps us from being one with you or one with one another, take it out. Unforgiveness, take it out. Pride, take it out conceitedness or arrogance take it out holding on to grudges for far too long take it out then replace it with more of your glory more of your strength more of your power and presence in Jesus name amen and amen and he took bread broke it and blessed it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you likewise in the same manner he took the cup and blessed it saying this is the blood of the new testament which is shed for the remission of sin as often as we do this we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again let us drink together When they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Come on, y'all.
1: Yes.
0: Come on, sing it in your home. What?
1: Come on, sing it together with us.
0: abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Hallelujah.